Got my eye test hoodie on today. It'll be on sale next week along with a lot of new merch we're putting out. Uh, but I really have it on because it's the topic of conversation on today's podcast. Uh, as you know, I've been pretty critical about the all-star selection system the past few years because I feel like the most important thing in the game when you assess a player, the most important tool to an assess a player, the eye test gets neglected. And I know a lot of people can't have that conversation about the intricacies of everyone's game. And that's okay, okay? But I'm going to tell you my criteria. I look at the conference, right? And I got to pick seven for each reserves. And I look at it and I'm like, all right, let me just name the seven most outstanding talents from each conference. Okay, I name a guy, I name seven, and then I take the product and then I take the winning thing into account because that matters, right? The impact you're having, the season you're having. And production to me is third because they're all putting up numbers, give or take a few things. The numbers thing for the All-Stars was always corny to me because they would dismiss a guy like like some guy would be putting up 26, 4, and 4, and another guy would be putting up like 22, 7, and 7. And that guy would, the guy, they would want to be innovative and be like, oh, the 22, 7, and 7, such an all around player, impact this and that, and just ignore the pure scorer who's carrying his team by himself and just dismiss the eye test and who they are, right? <laughs> but the numbers thing was always corny. You're, you're literally picking guys based on a difference of a point or a half a rebound or two assists per game. Like, no, we got to look and we got to watch and we got to see who's who and who's really an all star who deserves to be representing their team on the grand stage when the whole world watches, right? So I picked the seven best, but I had to take winning into account. You have to. And then production sometimes can make the difference. So I brought that in as well. I look at wet, I look at the West. I'm very happy with my West selection because I feel like I picked the seven most or at least six most outstanding talents in the conference. Uh, you got Paul George, Easy Lock, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, Damian Lillard, Devin Booker, DeMar DeRozan, uh, and my seventh pick was very tough. I, I went with Brandon Ingram because he was an all-star last year and he had that season last year. I know New Orleans ain't winning. Um, and I know the league's going to want to showcase the young talent, Zion and Ja Morant. Uh, and then Chris Paul was also in consideration, but I had to go with Ingram because you just made this guy an all-star last year. Um, he was putting up like 27, 28 a game then. This year's numbers may be down a bit, but he's still that same guy, right? And when I look at him, he's one of the best young wings in the game from a creating standpoint, from a scoring standpoint, from taking a game over standpoint. And though I may not currently show on the standings and it may not fully show to you on the stats, like 24 a game is great, but you know, 28 would have locked him up. I feel like with, with the criteria they use, but I just feel like he's too much of a talent to ignore. I'm really happy for DeMar DeRozan um, because he was a guy in my mind who was all, always an all-star. That move to the West kind of killed his momentum in a way. He had to rebuild it, rediscovered it, and now the Spurs are playing more through him, and they're winning. They're going to make the playoffs. He's the main reason why. And uh, this is one of the best wings in the game, and I'm happy he's about to go back to where he always was at all-star level. Um, the Eastern Conference, Zach Levine, obviously, super happy for him. He was on our show earlier this year or last year and spoke on how last year's All-Star snub and the year before that really motivated him to take his game to even new heights, and that he did, okay? You're looking at one of the best players on the planet, absolute dog and, and such a hard worker, man. Um, Trey Young, you know, sensational. Uh, Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum, a lot of it, same thing with Ingram. Like, they're talking about it like – uh, you know, he might not be a reserve. Why? Because he's putting up two less points a game this year. Or is it the one less rebound a game, assist a game? I don't even know. But uh, maybe the stats are down, right? 
or or do you not feel like it from a storyline narrative standpoint? No, you were an all-star last year. You're going to be an all-star this year because the eye test tells me you were the same player both years, and last year was not a fluke. We know he's one of the best young wings in the game. We know he's one of the best shot creators in the game. We know he's one of the best mid-range guys left in the game at the young for the as far as the youth goes. And you know, I got Demontis Sabanis, absolute beast. Um, you know, love that he's keeping the big man position alive. A little, he's got that traditional big man game. Uh, Julius Randle, <laughs> you know, I'm another guy I'm very happy for. You know, he's going to be a first time All Star. I feel like the Knicks are winning. People didn't think the Knicks were going to be winning, but look, Ju Julius Randle got a new coach. That coach empowered him. Now you see a little bit of Melo there. You see a little bit of Michael Beasley. You see a little bit of a Zach Randolph and a Chris Weber. You know, all put together type of thing. And you get Julius Randle right now balling out leading the Knicks and um you know what a what a story right like he's going to be an all-star kind of a late bloomer in a way right but man I love it and James Harden I don't got to explain that you know so those are my guys uh next I want to you know I tried to do the best in each conference Vucevic I had to you know put him to the side J Jimmy Butler teams are too far back or one guy's not producing like you might have it was tough we're in the most talented age in NBA history so it's always tough doing this now uh they're not going to do it how I do it so I guess none of this really matters, but I'm just doing it for y'all. Uh, next one, Joel Embiid. Uh, he, to me, is the MVP. And we're nearing the halfway point of the season, so I'm having this conversation. I'm very excited for the MVP award this year because I feel like kind of lost its prestige the last few years. You know, and, and no disrespect to Giannis, I just feel like you got to do the eye test on his game. And if you could see there's too many holes there and the numbers don't back up the actual game and the skill and the ability. You know, uh, the style that they play, yes, they were able to win with that, but ultimately was that style really real? You saw it in the playoffs, right? So Joel Embiid, you know, uh, I see a guy that is a true traditional big, and that's why I say he's the best big in the game because Jokic is different. Jokic runs the floor. Jokic plays like a point center role. Joel Embiid's like, yo, come to the low block, and I'm going to school your ass, right? I'm going to go to work. And you see that beautiful touch around the basket, the footwork, uh, the shot-making ability around the basket, at the elbow, at the free throw line. Very just calm, never rattled, um, you know, has great gravity. But he really took that next level, that next step. You know, he got more, his conditioning's way better. He can take a game over and dominate it for the course of, of four quarters now. Um, and, and then you obviously, he has the ability to step outside like a modern big, dance on you a bit, um, create on you a bit. And, and just, you know, he's just such a force on all levels, all three levels, I feel like. Uh, plays beautiful in the pick and roll. And, you know, listen, man, this guy right now is a player I feel like has took that Garnett in 04 jump, that Dirk in 07 jump, where you're like, yo, their, their standings that show it, their stats show it, and their eye test shows it. You know, I would love for that big man to win the award because it would, you know, bring more um, credibility to the big man position. I feel like we have great bigs in this league today. You know, old heads love to say the bigs can't do shit now. No, Joel Embiid could play in any era. And he's showing it, and he's winning with it. And I think his team, if they stay at the top of the East, I think he's got to win it. He's just got to make sure he's healthy and playing in all these games, right? Um, but it would be great to see a big man winning. I think he'd be the first center to win it since Shaq, which is crazy, right? I think that would be great for the league. Uh, now, Isaiah Thomas, man, I'm so happy for him as well. Watch the FIBA Mary Cup. When I look at him, you know, being tapped into his um, – having tabs on his rehab and training and all that – I looked at it. I knew the ends of it. I knew what was behind it. I looked at his um, body composition. You see that he's leaner. You see that he's, you know, looking happy and, and ripped and, and looking athletic again. And 
that excites you. But when I watch guys like this, when they're coming back after a hiatus, I don't look at the skills necessarily. The skills are always there. I look at the athleticism, the first step, the movements, the reflexes, um, the lift, right? And and just the burst that they have. And Isaiah Thomas's burst is back. The fast twitch that made him an MVP candidate, the fast twitch that made him a 30-point-per-game player, the fast twitch that he had when he torched the entire league, every single team in the league, it's back. The training paid off. The rehab paid off. He wasn't healthy the last few years. The skill was there. It was the body wasn't firing like it once was. And, and now the body is. So when I say this, I mean it. Isaiah Thomas could walk into an NBA team tomorrow, come off any team's bench, and be one of the best six men in the game, be one of the best sparks in the game. Uh, he can cook. He can create. He can shoot. He can pass. He can get to the cup. He brings energy. He plays with a chip on his shoulder. And he's just a, a, you know, a fun-ass hooper to watch. And he belongs in the league. He's done too much. He's proven who he is at the highest level. He's led a team. And he's trained and he's got his body in elite shape again. And you can see it in the movements in the America Cup. So happy for him. He's back where he belongs, I feel like, physically. And now it's time that a team gives him a shot. And if a team gives him a shot, there's just too many to name. He can help a lot. He's going to prove a lot of people wrong. And he's going to remind people who he really is.